right, everyone. How are we doing tonight? This is Neil Parks. I am the host of Paranormally Speaking. Uh, this is basically going to be a dedication hour of some sort to uh, September 11th, pertaining to the disaster that was 10 years ago. Uh, I'll be covering spooky September 11th hauntings, paranormal activity that occurred before, during, and after the attacks. Uh, I am, like I said earlier, Neil Parks, uh, world-renowned author, TV personality. I've been featured on Fox News, History Channel, PBS, uh, Ohio, ONN News. Uh, I've written two books, one titled Paranormal Chronicles, which is a basic uh, retelling of stories that have been passed on to me from those who have since passed on to the next life. Uh, that was published in 2008. I have also written Haunted Chillicothe. I'm from Chillicothe, Ohio, which is Ohio's first capital, uh, or recognized capital, not necessarily territory. But I wrote a book all about the haunted locations in Chillicothe, Ohio, and that was in 2010. I have a third book yet to be released, and if there are any agents or uh, publi uh, publication companies listening to me right now, uh, I am taking offers, so I'd be happy to speak with you if you want to email me. Uh, I'd like to start this evening off with some uh, current events. I don't know if anyone has heard about this yet. It was last week an Indonesian man was devoured by seven out of his nine dogs. Uh, there were nine dogs in the beginning, but the other seven turned on two of them and ate them. Uh, this man left his dog starving in his apartment in Indonesia for 14 days. Upon returning into uh, and entering into his apartment, uh, the seven dogs uh, allegedly devoured him, uh, lickety splitting every ounce of meat off the bone, and the man's skull was discovered uh, in the living room. I guess they have the high pro glow now. Moving along to another current event, a Cambodian boy begins suckling on a cow after his parents leave to find jobs. Uh, they ended up going to Shanghai in order to find employment, because just like in the United States right now, jobs are hard to come by literally everywhere in the world. So as a result, to find nutrients and milk, per se, the young Cambodian boy began suckling on a mother cow. Whatever works, I guess. I wonder what the uh, first man who tested milk in the beginning, how much he was dared or how much he was paid to, uh, to do that task. Through a uh, university study released in June linking birth defects to the controversial mining industry practice of mountaintop removal layers for the National Mining Association, uh, National Mining Association offered a quick industry-friendly rebuttal saying that since the area covered by the study was in West Virginia, any birth defects could be well explained merely as a process of inbreeding. A week later, the lawyers thought better and edited that out of the insinuation, that being from the Charleston Gazette in Charleston, West Virginia. And last but not least for tonight's current events, an 18-year-old man celebrating on the evening of May 21st, after it had become clear that the world would not end as predicted by a radio evangelist, I uh, ended up drowning after jumping playfully off a bridge into Michigan's Kalamazoo River. So maybe if he'd played his cards right and done like the Heaven's Gate cult and just taken his own life, he could have had control over his own destiny in the end. 
And like I said, tonight's topics, of course, uh, will be pertaining to remembering 9-11, the paranormal phenomenon that has occurred before, during, and since that time, that being the area of Ground Zero. Needless to say, with this and the amount of people that perished in that malicious attack, now there would have to be some sort of bizarre paranormal activity occurring with the amount of energy released upon instant massacre, instant death, peril, fear, despair, disarray. One would have to guess that, of course, things are going on in Ground Zero that are not being reported out of respect, I'm sure. And I'm almost certain that most other paranormal investigators like myself are not looking at Ground Zero as a place, really, that they want to, uh, per se, uh, do an investigation because out of respect and really not sure what you're going to find. Uh, it is completely off-limits uh, out of... Uh, like who would really want to investigate Auschwitz I'm sure not that many would be raising their hands at this point uh, where were you 10 years ago uh, were you where were you when the country was uh, ruthlessly attacked uh, I myself my wife and I uh, before we were married we weren't married until uh, oh and I'm sorry I'm completely brainless we were married August the 11th 2001 the attacks took place a month later she and I were driving to a couple of college classes at Ohio University in Athens. And as we're driving this back road known as uh, West 50, East 50, I'm sorry, uh, we're hearing this report coming out of New York City on a radio station we were accustomed to that did a morning program. And as we were hearing it uh, unravel, the, the first one that was hit, and that being a sunny day in New York, one would think that it was just an accident, just a quick flyby, someone not being really careful as to what they were doing. Uh, when the second one hit, uh, that's when the red flag was raised, wondering if perhaps uh, there was something more going on that they weren't bothering to tell us about, considering that most of these things are under wraps because of government regulations. They don't really like to let a lot of information like this get out, I'm sure. But, you know, I'd just like to know, where were you on September 11th? If you uh, had any particular place where you were, I'm sure we'll be getting uh, chats in on this or messages coming in, hopefully, uh, pertaining to where people were, uh, what they were thinking, what they were doing, how they were affected, and uh, how their lives were changed as a result of it. Uh, really interesting questions. Just a sad day, of course, uh, for so many uh, millions of people around the world. Because it wasn't just America that was affected by this. It was people uh, that had family that worked in the trade towers or in the Pentagon or that, w- that were on the plane that crashed in the field in Pennsylvania. And uh, just a really uh, horrible time. I'm, I'm going to, out of respect, I, I think it would be great for all of us just to take maybe a, a 10 second period of silence. Uh, that would consist of me not talking for about 10 seconds, uh, just to focus, uh, not really asking for anything else other than that, just absolute silence. All right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, also on our show tonight, we're going to have a, a special guest that I will be interviewing. She's a very good friend of mine. She came to one of my book signings 
and November of 2010. Uh, her name is uh, Marjorie Nygaard. She goes by M.D. Nygaard. She is the author of The Other Side of Midnight, a uh, new up-and-coming uh, vampire saga, since Twilight, of course, will be coming to an end after they do the f- next two films ending the book series. The book series is over, of course, and Harry Potter has just ended uh, the book series and the movie series. Uh, this could be the next big thing, hopefully, if uh, she were to get a movie deal for this book. Uh, so many um, things involved in in this, of course. There's really no connection between the vampire novel and uh, 9-11, per se. But I'll get to that in a minute, because there is some sort of a strange connection. going to go ahead and take our first break now. I'm uh, going to go ahead and play a few advertisements here. Hopefully they end up uh, sounding pretty good to you. I haven't heard that many of them myself. Eventually I'll have my own commercial. Uh, that's all for now. We'll be back in about three minutes. In the United States and internationally, an estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Saturday or Sunday night hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well, it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep. It might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just the thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head, on the Soup Media Network. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. See you there. This ad has been paid for by the Jackal's Head and the War on Terror. War. It's fantastic. Roswell. UFOs. Flying saucers. Alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you, and your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live, now available in the iTunes App Store. That's terrific. Okay, we are back, and so far so good, I'm I'm hoping. Uh, definitely not boring from what I've heard. I'm not going to name names. Uh, so far so good. I'd like to go over a few things here. I sent out a query a few uh, weeks ago, because I, I definitely wanted to center the show around uh, the 9-11 issue. Uh, of course, uh, reports coming in from around the globe. I just sent out a questionnaire, and so many people came back to me with really bizarre stories, bizarre encounters. Uh, not really sure what to make of it, but they shared it with me at least. And this is something that's uh, definitely helpful for uh, what I was needing, of course. 
And uh, I'll go ahead and share the first one. Uh, coming out of Manhattan, Manhattan World Trade Center Ground Zero site. Uh, this is from Amanda. Uh, she stated that people reported seeing the victim spirits, workers and rescuers, and apparitions of the buildings still standing. Several ghosts have been reported to be crying for help after 9-11. Michael sent this one in to me. Uh, He says, There was activity on that day, as told by a famous photographer. He happened to be in Ground Zero that day. When the first plane hit, he saw a man that was extraordinary, divine as he calls it, blowing a trumpet. And when he went to take the picture, it would not work. His camera ended up freezing up on him. Uh, I believe that Michael says I believe it was Gabriel blowing the trumpet and that it was a miracle that he was not the only person to see this figure and everyone that saw him had the same feeling that he was uh, different than us uh, and he being Gabriel was was calm it was calming to see him Dutch sent this one to me saying that there have been stories coming out of Europe about uh, New York firefighters coming in from out of nowhere and rescuing people trapped in burning buildings leading them to safety and then simply vanishing before their eyes Uh, Savannah sends this one uh, saying I'm so sorry I have a horrible memory but I did read somewhere that there have been sightings of people wandering around ground zero if I remember right there had been even been a few times authorities were called to check out reports of people seen in the restricted areas only to find that no one was there um, heard a report from a uh, this is an anonymous report that came in uh, Flight 11 the first plane to crash into the uh, North Tower and the South Tower being the second plane second tower Flight 11 a pilot said that he was packed and ready to go and he did not get called to fly out in the morning like he had scheduled he was bumped by another superior pilot who was a senior to him and as a result he ended up surviving but he was scheduled to fly to Los Angeles and take flight 11 and fly that and the people that were bumped in his place unfortunately ended up meeting their demise all too early Sean sent me this I'm sure that most professional ghost hunters have stayed away from the area out of respect and truthfully I know I would stay away from it altogether even years from now I don't think I could stand the emotional energy that it will always have says Sean Uh, unregistered sent this to me I can't do it when 9-11 happened I was at Langley Air Force Base Virginia which is only 20 uh, 20 minute plane ride from DC deep down in my heart I believe that Langley Air Force Base shot that fourth plane down in Pennsylvania it was a very traumatic day for everyone we were doing F-15 rebuilds and I remember those sirens going off and those jets taking off I can only imagine what still lingers there there are feelings that I along with thousands of others haven't come to terms with I don't know there's this feeling that you just can't put into words to describe I can't go look for ghosts there either and the uh, Dennis uh, Denise L says I've had many incidences of extreme premonition and paranormal activity surrounding me I have no control over these things about a week before the World Trade Center attacks I had a bad feeling of dread that lasted for several days when no one uh, I knew died I didn't know what was happening because the feeling has never been wrong on August 22nd I was watching a boxing match at home and between rounds my mind started to drift suddenly I seemed to be in the center of an explosion and the flames hit my face I could feel the heat and the fire 
<clears throat> as it went into my mouth. I jumped up yelling, and it only lasted a second. But it's the first time I've had a vision like that, as vivid as it was. I actually felt the fire. It didn't last long enough to get a, a bearing on where I was or what caused the explosion. It scared the hell out of me. Lisa S. said that I had a premonition on Monday, September 10th. I uh, awoke with a start from a deep sleep, and I had a panic feeling that I was going to die. I couldn't move my right arm, no matter how hard I tried. With all my strength, I still couldn't move it. It was as though a huge weight was pressing down on me. I couldn't move my body, and I had such a state of panic and fear that I felt like I was dying. I was breathing irregularly. It was like I was gasping for each breath, and there wasn't enough for me to breathe in. This went on for about three hours. It felt like someone heavy was sitting on my entire body. I was so confused the next morning until I turned on the news and saw the tragedy unfolding. I know this had to be the September 11th attack. I just wish that I knew what it was about that and how I could notify the authorities and why I was somehow connected psychically to this event. Jacqueline says, on the night of July 29, 2001, I dreamt that I was shopping with my mother and sister in downtown New York City. I invited them to sit down in the party, and then I started to see a huge fire and a shower of stones over the city. Everybody started running like crazy, and I can still feel the touch of these people while we tried to save their lives. I am still very scared because I continue dreaming bad stuff. In one of my dreams, I was waiting for the end of the world. Hopefully it wasn't uh, May 20, uh, 21st that she was waiting for. Uh, Cheryl G., last but not least, Cheryl said, I saw the bombing in a dream a week before. The people with my gifts in this interpretation in the dream, I did not know where it took place or the date. In the dream, I was watching TV and saw the disaster unfold with no sound or voice to say what it was. I told my daughter that I saw an explosion in my dreams. I have this gift, but it's hard to understand or interpret. And of course, let's not forget the conspiracies that surrounded the attacks. There are so many. Uh, for instance, the Pentagon was allegedly not hit by a, a passenger plane. It was hit with a m missile from a jet fighter that was attempting to shoot down one of the passenger planes, but somehow rerouted, and the missile went through the Pentagon. Uh, they were supposedly never able to find any wreckage at the site of the Pentagon or anything remotely close to a fuselage or a black box. And, of course, there were um, instances that the government was blamed for doing this because of a <clears throat> bad business deal that turned up $9 billion missing the week before it was announced. And then a week later, September 11th happens, and of course all of the questions pertaining to that $9 billion and where it went uh, ended up going by the way of the dinosaur. Uh, who's to say any of this is even close to remotely factual? Uh, I have my doubts, but I also have my own questions. And there is a strange uh, connection. There's a very strange connection with uh, a vampire connection to the suicides of the, uh, the suicide bombers, that being. So who's to say? Uh, the vampire connection, of course, will lead us into our next guest, which will be Marjorie Nygaard. I'll be calling her up here shortly. Uh, for now, I'm going to go ahead and play a couple of more advertisements for you. 
and only hope that you stick with me through the rest of this, because so far, so good. I like to think, anyway. Thank you so far. Mental disorders are common in the United States and internationally. An estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now, this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Saturday or Sunday night hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well, it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep. It might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just the thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head, on the Soup Media Network. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. See you there. This ad has been paid for by The Jackal's Head and the War on Terror. War. It's fantastic. Oswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. All systems are functional. Is there life on other planets? This is nuclear physicist Patton Friedman, and now I'm a voice in the jackal's head. It's the government keeping secrets from us. This is Stephen Bassett, and uh, I am now a voice inside the jackal's head. Want to find out more? Listen to the jackal's head on the Super Media Network. The biggest trick the jackal ever pulled was to miss the world, <laughs> that he doesn't exist. Okay, we're back. So far, uh, so good, I like to think, anyway. I'm hoping. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, there is a supposed vampire connection with the terrorist attacks. I'm not sure how completely uh, accurate or even remotely wildly thorough it might be. Uh, supposedly, it's a big government cover-up to resist panic and or create panic in the general population because the vampires are taking over. This is a theory I came across on a blog, which I'm not necessarily taking the blog as 100% because I think that uh, the individual who wrote it is cracked out because he also insinuated that uh, 
Jesus Christ was a homosexual and his disciples were all his gay lovers. So I'm not too crazy about uh, this gentleman's blog, needless to say, but uh, it was an interesting tie-in to our guest that I have uh, on here uh, with us right now, uh, Marjorie Nygaard. Go ahead and say hello, Marjorie. Hello. How you doing, Neil? All right. Uh, terrific so far. Uh, I'll go ahead and bring you in. Uh, you're a single mom of four amazing children. Uh, you currently reside in South Carolina? I do. Yeah, and you came all the way to Chillicothe, Ohio, to my book signing just to meet me. Uh, absolutely. I heard you were having a book signing. I couldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> Uh, having traveled all over the United States, uh, you being a New York native, you found your true inspiration in the struggle of pure survival. Uh, the Other Side of Midnight, your first uh, novel and an ongoing series, hopefully, uh, has been dedicated to the reason life is so beautiful, and that being your children. Uh, just a little bit, uh, tell us about what inspired you on August 3rd, 2007 to really bring this novel to life. Um, my daughter, who was at the time 14, um, was diagnosed with leukemia, and um, it was two days before her, her 15th birthday, which was kind of, you know, it was a, a wall dropped on us, but um, she had been reading another very famous vampire series, which everybody knows and everybody's seen the movies, um, and... Uh, Blackula? <laughs> Um, the, the, uh, oh, my, Twilight series? Oh, oh, Twilight. I, I was thinking maybe the original Buffy. Go on. <laughs> but she was on some, like, really wicked drugs, and she didn't share. And, uh, <laughs> she, you know, she, she was seeing some things, and she kept asking for vampires to save her and make her immortal. And Your daughter was? Yes. She was All seeing this. crazy stuff. And uh, wow. one of her lucid moments, she asked me to make her a vampire and to take away the pain and to make it, um, you know, she wanted to survive and she wanted to be strong, stronger than she's ever been. So uh, that was, that's what set it off. I kind of, you know, it's, it's not a, a book for the weak stomach. Not at that's, all. Well, that's really, uh, I'm... Wow, I, I hope I'm not opening any old uh, or any uh, un, non-healed wounds or wounds that are still fresh. No. No, no she's, she is in remission. <clears throat> she's been in remission for a good bit now. She's a wild child. She is absolutely a wild child. <laughs> <laughs> she's not getting too cocky thinking she's really immortal, is she? <laughs> um, I'm thinking she thinks she is. She's unstoppable at the moment. She's, um, she's going to college. She's a theater major. And she doesn't like me very much. <laughs> oh, really? Would, huh? Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, oh. she's uh, coming into herself, I think. She's got a lot of catching up to do. She missed her entire high school. High school period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now, on the cover of the book, um, is that her dressed up, yeah. or is that... That is her. That is a Halloween picture I took. And in fact, the artist that assisted me with that picture, to her left was uh, a picture of my daughter wearing um, a, a, t a mater, you know, that tow mater or whatever from the Cars show. And on the right-hand <laughs> yeah. side of her was <laughs> my other daughter dressed up as Hannah Montana. And behind her was a zombie cheerleader. And he managed to get everybody out of the picture. And that's, 
that's her. She went as a an evil thing for Chris for Halloween. That was her first Halloween after after coming into remission. That is spectacular. She looks a lot like uh, uh, Megan Fox and Jennifer's Body. Uh, if you've yes. ever seen that movie. <laughs> yes, that was the look she was going for. <laughs> now, uh, it also goes on to say uh, on on your um, your credits in the back. You you've uh, you have learned that there are no absolutes in life, only hopes that drive our will to live. Uh, this book is dedicated to your fearless daughter, of course, whose determination for life has borne her a second chance. And uh, of course, with the reflection of today's events that occurred ten years ago, and there's. Uh, there's a strong will that has to exist for uh, the ones that are left behind to go on. And, uh, I mean, this occurred in 2007 for you, and I, I don't know how close to home 9-11 was to you, because at that time, did you live, because you lived in Pennsylvania or Virginia for a short while, right? No, we actually lived in New York. We were one of our neighbors. Yes. And we saw, we sat at the... Uh, Veteran, Veterans Memorial, which is the highest point on Long Island, and you can see the New York skyline. And we sat yeah. with hundreds of people that have pulled over to stop, and we watched. We watched as the towers fell. Oh, that my day. gosh. Did any of the debris or smoke reach where you were? No. We're, we're far enough away. I mean, we're a good... We're about an hour away from the city. But that was the mm-hmm. only point on Long Island where you could see the whole entire skyline of New York. Oh, that's right. You were at yeah, that's right. You you were at Long Island. It's not like uh, down the street. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you could see it. You could see it plain as day because the the towers were vivid. I mean, we would drive up the Veterans Parkway all the time with the kids, and I'd say, "Look, there's New York City," and you, know, you don't see it anymore. It's not there. No, I've I uh, my wife and I went to New York City in two thousand and. Gosh, when was that? 2009. Uh, we sat in on the Regis and Kelly show. Uh, we were there for a morning uh, taping that that day too. And uh, going to driving past Ground Zero, it was just like this overwhelming reverse magnetic polarity feeling. Like the closer you got, the the more sick you felt. And people who are in, in my field of, of research and what I call having my spidey sense where I can walk into an environment and tap into things and then I bring the equipment on to verify what I'm feeling so people don't think that I'm just trying to sell snake elixir uh, mm-hmm. or that I'm just uh, or I'm just a, a doomsday teller. But uh, going that close to where we were near it was just unfathomable. It, it was almost like the scene in Star Wars A New Hope. Uh, where Obi-Wan Kenobi mentions to everyone in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon that he just felt the screams of a million lives lost. It's kind of like that, that just sinking feeling like something has been greatly disturbed in the Force. It, it is. If you, did you get out of the car? Did you stop? I couldn't. You, um, I, I there's always a breeze when you stop but the air is so dank and heavy and and dead even though you feel air circulating around you the air is is dead it's it's heavy and it's yeah. i think everybody that goes there you'd have to be stupid not to feel it it's <laughs> <laughs> everybody can feel it that's probably um there's no there's no way to describe it that's for sure uh, uh, mention a little bit. Uh, the, you know, I've, I've plugged your first book here, The Other mm-hmm. Side of Midnight. You and I go through the same publisher, which is how we we kind of came into contact too. It is. Um, 
Yeah, with, uh, I mean, on the, your first book on the eve of, of her birthday, I'll go ahead and give away a few details. Okay. Um, for, for those that might be interested in purchasing this gem of a book, if I must say. On the eve of her birthday, Ashley wakes to find her family murdered and an unusual miscloaking her, guiding a deadly hunger. A dark voice beseeches her to seek her new fate as an immortal being plunged into a world ruled by laws and myths long forgotten. Along the way, she meets Apollo, one born of two fathers. Together they travel, lost to their souls, confronting unholy secrets, blood betrayals, and wars of the past. Violent passions erupt as she fights her hunger for blood and the lustful desires for her new companion. Dangers unfold as Ashley's soul is entwined with dragons, mate, Amber Rose, seeking one more to take her seat, once more, to take her seat at his side. Feel Apollo's pain as he longs for Abrela, the first love, a mortal branded a witch and burned to death while carrying their unborn child. Follow into the web of deceit as Ashley struggles to find her true self. Is she, is she Dryagon's queen of darkness, reincarnate, the long last, the long last beloved of her Apollo, or is she the prophecy yet to be fulfilled? This is definitely not going to be something you'll see on the Hallmark Channel. This sounds like Stephanie Myers would um, have nightmares from it run screaming and never write about vampires again. I mean, it, it just, it, it's just, uh, like I said, a gem of a book. It's really... You, you put it articulately, it's well-written, and it's your first effort, too, if I'm not mistaken. It is. And now, now as far as the second book in this series, uh, what, what are your plans for that? Well, the second book is already in the works. I've been... Um I kind of bounced it off my kids at home, and I didn't know if I was going to do a second book, but um, my children got mad that I wrote a book about my first daughter, so there'll definitely <laughs> be three more books, because <laughs> one will have to yeah. do after each kid, but the second book is titled Broken Faith, mm-hmm. and um, it's about one of the characters from the first book, that um, within the first 5,000 words, the second book is already set up, and um, nobody's caught it yet, even my editor missed it. <laughs> oh, but, that's uh, that's tragic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to explain it to her afterwards, and she's oh my gosh, because going into the second the second book, <clears throat> it it takes a good bit before I let you know who I'm talking about. It's, you you really don't have any idea, and so if you didn't pay attention in the first book, you're you're gonna be lost for a little bit, and then as soon as a you know I finally let you know who it is, oh my yeah. god, I can't believe it. So it's, but the um, second book has mm-hmm. more blood in it. There's um, a little bit more... Um, it, there's a much higher maturity level towards the second book. Um, I was kind of low-key on the first one, I think. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of sexual content or... Um, you know, there was a lot of blood and gore and fighting and stuff, but there was I was really limited on the curse words. <coughs> And the second, the second book, there's I had introduced a new language. There's an elfin language that's involved. And, oh wow! Yeah, it's. I actually had to write my own little glossary, <laughs> so I can remember the words. Which one what meant what? It was. Uh, I'll include that at the end of the book. Well, that's really clever. I like that. It's kind of going in the direction of True Blood mixed with Lord of the Rings. Um, I think so. <laughs> um, I'm an addict to True Blood, so Charlene Harris. What a yeah. woman. Oh, my goodness. At the TV show. Oh, 
teenager for me. That's actually one that uh, we, we watch a lot of in our home because, first of all, we don't pay extra for HBO. So the next best thing is either uh, renting um, True Blood or watching Vampire Diaries. So it's usually the direction we go in. The Vampire Diaries. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched it. Now, I read the books. The books were great. I watched a couple of the shows. And you know how if you read the book and then you see the movie or whatever, it's kind of a letdown. Yeah. So it's got to be some validity to that. And of course, 
last I mentioned to you about my concept piece I'm working on currently, a vampire novel that I'm I'm working on, and I give the whole synopsis of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, don't mention it on the air, please, because I know Stephanie Myers is listening in right now. <laughs> I will. Probably Anne Rice waiting for a big vampire comeback. Um, yeah, Anne Rice, she's a marvelous writer, too. Yeah, she certainly is. She is. She's, um, she got me started. She was a few of my first books that I read until my mom took them away and said that I was too young. so on and so forth. Look at me, I'm dropping names and plugging myself shamelessly again. Dang it, Neil. Yeah, not bad about that. father of the year. Look, I'm bragging again, but seriously, with my with my kids, my son, who's four, my daughter, who is uh, 18 months, I'm very, very, very busy uh, with them. And starting a new day job tomorrow, uh, where I will be driving 40 minutes outside of my uh, town that I live in currently, and it's going to be a bit of a, a jump. I've actually had to put some investigations on the back burner or pass some investigations on to other teams that I work with collectively because I just don't have the time. And it's, it's really disheartening, but at the same time, you have to prioritize. And I think that uh, you definitely prioritized uh, with this book that you wrote because 
because you pulled your daughter first, you found a way of escapism for her to avoid the focus being on her life in peril, and it helped you to get through it and deal with it as well. And it was also a, a nice homage, a nice piece to dedicate to her in case things turned out not so good, of course, because yeah. you did immortalize her. Yes, that was my goal, was to make her immortal. And her name, um, there's lots of, of names in there that, um, mm-hmm. you know, the Creek Drajan, I think you called him Drajan, 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 it's my name backwards, and he's your main vampire. Yeah, that's right, it is, now that you look at it, like it's, it's not a guy, wow. Drajan, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I give you... So now I will refer to you as the Queen of the Darkness. Yes. Step aside, step aside, step aside, Elvira. Marjorie's in the house. Amber is a vampire in there, but she's got strength that that I wish I had. You know, the little evil side. She yeah. Doesn't me. But um, Ascafan, the little demon creature that's in there. Is, oh yeah. Uh, that's my kids' initials. Ashley, Carly, Matthew, Dave, or Ashley, Carly, <laughs> Matthew. Yeah, Ascafan. Also, my life. Spectacular. All the little things that you can do to uh, immortalize everybody in the book. And then I, I came yeah. up with some people that I hate. It's fun. That's <laughs> good. And real life, yeah. It, it's great. Yeah, I do that with video games sometimes. I'll create a character that I get to fight someone that I cannot stand. And I make it look just like them. And I beat the holy hell out of them. I mean, it, it's, it's relentless. It's fun. Yeah, no one gets hurt. No one gets hurt. You know, it allows them to live another day in real life. Right. right. You can do it illegally without consequences on paper in a video game. It's totally good fun that you can break bread on Sunday and no one's the wiser. Right. Is that me lying dead on your TV? <laughs> no, no, just look away. I do like the dedication you put in the book uh, for me. It, it, it was very nice. And may, may I read it on the air? You may. Okay, it says, uh, it says, hi, Neil. Uh, your thick, wavy hair. Oh, no, I'm not supposed to read that one. Okay, well, I'm going to read away. Sorry, but this is Yeah, she kind of likes me. Ten years of marriage. Uh, sorry, but this is a first edition copy, so there are a few typos. I understand, Marjorie. I had the same problem with my second book because I rushed it. And that's why I think it's a festering piece of crap, and I don't really promote that second book as much as I do my first one. But anyway, uh, typos that uh, didn't get caught. I'm still awaiting the arrival of the second edition. I was hoping I'd have it in time to mail to you, but alas, so much, uh, so much. Um, I can't make up this last word. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's not so much. It looks like it says birch. Not so much birch. Uh, anyway, I'll talk to you soon. Marjorie and I are you have an awesome uh, signature, by the way. I like that. Very, very unique. Because everybody has to have an awesome signature when they're signing books. I mean, you've, you've seen My Little Chicken Scratch. It, it's nothing to write home about. But what's funny is when you say Neil Parks, that being my name, and another well-known author, and probably not quite as successful as me, Nicholas Sparks. If you say <laughs> Nicholas Sparks really fast, it sounds like Neil Parks. And then you want to go out and buy my books. I mean, yeah. If you compare the two. That's yeah, how I started. It, yeah, you were looking up Nicholas Sparks. Like, who's this Neil guy? Seriously. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I got to go. And you walk in and 
like, who's this chump? <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like Nicholas Sparks. No, no, I'm much shorter, in fact. Did you read the, yes. uh, I know I did put something else in there. You did write something. Uh, you something like that, didn't I? Yes, you did. And uh, I, I was, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read that. It's, it'll make me feel cocky, but I'll read it. Uh, it says, in, in this real world, underlined, vampires do exist. Smiley face. Always listen for the voices. They will find you. Thank you for this opportunity. You are a, are a, you are an incredible role model and inspiration. Love, Marjorie Nygaard. That was to me. I'm like, Ladies and gentlemen, if I only have three listeners tonight, you need to tell three people, six people, eight people, nine people, that uh, I'm an inspiration and a role model. That's, if you learn anything from today's show, that's it, right there. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Yeah, you're the real deal. <laughs> okay, anybody that can put anything on paper? You can put down your thoughts on paper and think <laughs> Right. I mean, anybody who can write anything, I think, is a superior role model because, I don't know, the way the world is going these days, it's just our children don't read. And no, they don't. We don't have good books coming out anymore. No. Other than ours. <laughs> huh? Other than our books. I mean, that's about it. Our, our, our books are fantastic. You know what? It's fabulous. That whole Twilight series is cool. It was part of the climax, and it never came. Yeah. Schmutz. Total schmutz. It was like bad sex. Are you saying that? I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you better still have your show. I didn't say that. No, that was it's, a, it's, it's PG. It's strictly, I mean, I, I doubt that children are up to sleep listening to me amber on for an hour, so I, eh, it's okay. okay. <laughs> they better be in bed at school tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, where are your children? They should be in bed at 9 o'clock. My kid went to bed at 8. Yeah. He has preschool tomorrow. He's all psyched. I think they're going to oh. do macaroni crafts tomorrow. We just got done with the doubleheader baseball game today. Oh, that sounds, that's yeah. That's when I talked to you on the phone. I called you back, and you were yelling yeah. at your nephew. <laughs> we didn't quite get beaten as bad on the second game as we did on the first game because the second team was tired. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> we got annihilated both games. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it was hot. The blistering heat. Come on, it was taking a toll on us. We were wearing canary yellow shirts. Yeah, today was a screwy day because we went for a walk at around five o'clock, and I'm like, "This is brisk. This is so nice. I can walk." And I, I'm having sinus problems today. Excuse me if I'm all nasally, but I'm, I'm walking like this is great. I can breathe on the block. I got kids, so I walking next to me, and then we're going up over the other hill, and it starts to get sweltering hot, like the middle of August again. I'm like, "What is this? No wonder I'm sick." <laughs> You walked into the twilight zone. Didn't you look for that little wiggly line of, of air? This is, it usually looks like that no matter where I go. <laughs> <laughs> really? You see it? Yeah. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, my now off topic, back to what we were talking about with the written word. My wife is a school teacher, and she is a reading teacher at the school she teaches at. So, of course, the written word is very important in our home. 
and then she begs me to buy her a candle for Christmas so she can have a digital version of the written word. It's not actually in book form. And I'm great with that. I love the 21st century. The technology's great. There's so many options, so many more opportunities, but at the same time, we're losing sight of who we are and where we're going to end up if we set these things aside. That being communication, because all of us text and all of us are on Facebook updating our status. So our 500 plus friends can say, ooh, like, or don't comment at all. And we're always tweeting one another. And of course, back to digital books. Those are great, but I like to touch the book. I like to see the cover. I like how a book smells after about 20 years when you walk into a library and you crack it open and it has that, that musty smell. The, the, the old paper, I love the way an old Bible smells. And I have digital books, but at the same time, I will always buy a paper, hardback or paperback book before I would ever buy the digital. Thank you. Even though you say like fifteen dollars buying the digital version, I can't stand it. I can't stand sitting there in front of a computer reading. I yeah, it's, the it, sound. The sound of the page when you turn it. Yeah, I think get paper cuts. Yes. Yeah, and you're working with your bloody thumb for any of that. Hold it back. Yeah. Break, break the spine. I don't want to sit there holding it like a plate. <laughs> Making my face across the page. I want to I'm bring it back up and you can read. Yeah, I'm the same way with MP3s, too. I love digital music, but if I love the band enough, I'll go out and buy their album. I will then rent it to my laptop, and I will then convert it to my MP3. So I've got the CD where I gave them more money by purchasing the whole thing. And then I take it on digital format of my iPod, so I've got it in two different scenarios. So I get to enjoy it both ways, and they get more money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't yeah, like to have the CD. What they put out. Yeah. You never know when you're going to run into them and you have the CD and autograph. Ah, yeah, you never know. <laughs> There's always that possibility. It happened to me a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Do not 
A-R-D. And it's, um, you can get it on Amazon.com. It is cheapest. On Lulu.com, you'll save about $10 more than Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of those. Um, it's not yet in stores, but I'm working on it. And oh, it is cool. available on iBooks, Kindle, and regular, regular, uh, you know, online stuff. Well, that is, that is spectacular. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, people will have the opportunity to purchase a paper version of that. And uh, you take care of yourself this week. It was a real pleasure speaking with you and having you on my show as my very first guest. Yay! Paranormally, uh, paranormally speaking, you have a great week, and I will be in touch, friend. Great. Oh, great. I was looking forward to talking to you again. And i got to get my book signed because it doesn't have your signature in it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to do that. You cheese me on that. Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll be back to chill coffee. You just watch. Thank you so much. You have a terrific evening, friend. You too. Thanks, Neil. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was Marjorie Nygaard, and that is all the time we have left tonight. I hope to have you back uh, listening to me next week. And so far, so good, I hope. Uh, good night, and Godspeed to you, my friends. PSN Radio The Soup. The best in talk radio anywhere. And now a word from our sponsor. Roswell. UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Well, that's all for tonight. Thank you for your undivided attention, and I'll see you soon. Keep watching the skies.